um i know you love linkedin and i know you're on linkedin and i'm on, I'm on linkedin and we'll let you guys know what akua's linkedin link is we'll put it in the show notes all right um so um this is a nice little kind of icebreaker to our main conversation now um so i'm sure you've seen on linkedin there's so many people i mean maybe i'm a little bit guilty of this where we have so many people that have lots of different titles yeah. in their LinkedIn headline. Like I think I saw one with 10 titles. Like I'm a, like they are like a social media promoter, VA assistant slash content creator slash entrepreneur slash speaker slash everything. Yeah. Like, there's so many of them. And this week I just saw so many ridiculous ones. I was like, what's the point? Like just choose one and just drill in on that. What's your thoughts on being so split? Because, um, I know you, I know your kind of, I know one of your, not specialties, but I know one of the things you talk about is being, you know, avoiding burnout and being, you know, being focused in what you're doing and not trying to do too much to burn yourself out. What's your thoughts on people with so many different um, focuses and so many different like job titles, if you will, because they're trying to catch every single rabbit around them rather than just focusing on one specific area? Yeah, no, I think that's that's a really interesting thing to bring up. Yeah. I will say, um, you know, as someone who does not just coaching, but also facilitation and speaking, and those are all different modes of supporting others, mm-hmm. and, you know, and um, thinking about how to transmit skills or ideas to others as well. Yeah. So I guess so, in some ways you could also say I'm one of those people that has different titles. Um, and I also tend to work with and also consider myself someone who is multi-talented has lots of different passions, you know, multi-hyphenate. So I, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to Mm. do different things. Mm. I think it's just a question of how you set yourself up for success. So for example, one of the things that I think about in my business, even though I do use different methods or modes of supporting others, at the end of the day, it's still all under sort of one umbrella purpose. All of it really is about supporting leaders with where they spend their time and energy so that they can achieve whatever big goals they have for most of the people I work with. And even when I think of myself, ultimately it's about wealth, right? It's, you know, whether it's time freedom, which is wealth, um, you know, social uh, connections and relationships, which is also wealth, right? A lot of my work comes through having relationships mm-hmm. um, or financial wealth, right? All of those things. I think the work that I do, the content I produce, the conversations I have, you know, even the, the projects I get to subcontract on, I think all of it's geared towards that. So in my mind, that's why I'm able to stay engaged, I think, and motivated, even as I'm shifting maybe to other things that I do and working on other projects with other organizations and individuals. So I would say, you know, when I see that someone has, you know, the opportunity to sort of share the fact that they have different parts of themselves, I get excited about it because I do think a lot of times we end up in spaces where people say, you know, you can't, quote unquote, be a generalist. You have to be one thing. You have to focus on one thing. and you know, while I think there is some wisdom in that, I think all of us as human beings aren't one thing. We all have different parts to ourselves. True, true. And I think just focusing on one thing only would be incredibly yeah. boring. I know it'd be very boring for yeah. me. So um, to answer your question more directly, though, because what I think you're speaking to maybe is a little different from someone maybe who's multi-passionate or multi-hyphenate yeah. or has different talents. Yeah. I think that when we are thinking about putting ourselves out there on a platform like LinkedIn, typically we're trying to do it with some level of intention. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to recognize that you don't have to share all parts of yourself on social media. You can definitely pick and choose what makes the most sense on that particular platform. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're on LinkedIn, maybe to connect 
and maybe you have a side gig, maybe what you really want to emphasize, even though maybe you do want to show that you do have a full-time sort of job, maybe you want to emphasize the fact that you do this part-time thing or you have this thing on the side. And so when you're thinking about your copy, when you're thinking about what you put out there on LinkedIn in terms of your headline, that's maybe where you want to focus, especially if you do want it to convert and you want people to have a better understanding of how you show up and what you do. Um, So a quick example, if I think about my headline, right? Mm -hmm. I don't even start off by talking about what I do. I sort of start off by talking about sort of my vision you know, I, I have something sort of like, dear leaders, you can like yourself, you know, like what you do and like your life, something along those lines, which is maybe different from what a lot of other people put out there. Because most people want to say, hey, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, I'm a founder, <laughs> which is fine. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But just it's all about what's your intention. And for me, I want people to, you know, when they look at my profile, they I want them to see that, you know, there's an opportunity to do something different here. Mm. It's not just about these titles I give myself, but it's more about, you know, what what I want people to connect to. And ultimately, things are about emotions. And my hope is that if you see that, you're like, oh, that's that's something maybe I want to do, or you're somehow emotionally attached to it. So I think, yeah, whenever you're putting yourself out there on social media, especially on a platform like LinkedIn, and it is about building wealth or trying to get more resources, just thinking intentionally about the titles you use, um, the words you put out there, I think can be very helpful. Mm, absolutely. It definitely can be helpful. I think, um, just like what you said, Putting yourself out there as a coach, a founder, entrepreneur is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, you know, like you said, is is what you're trying to achieve from it. Um, but what I've seen is a lot of people have put out so many different titles where it's like, what do I know which one to approach you for? It's like it's Exactly, right? So that yeah. intent piece might be yeah. a bit confusing. Yeah, like I'd rather go to a surgeon than just a general doctor. Like, uh, you know, if I need like a heart transplant or something, you understand? So it's one of those things that I've seen going around and I thought it'd be interesting to discuss it with you because I know you love LinkedIn just as much as I do. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about before in terms of self-promotion, right? I think self-promotion can only be effective if we are intentional, right? We're thinking about the context and then we also are thinking about how we potentially want it to land. And so the intention maybe of showing the fact that somebody maybe has the ability or can do all these different things is maybe they hope that someone will see themselves in one of them, right? Oh, maybe they want one of them. Yeah. But in reality, right, it could be very overwhelming. And so yeah. it could have the opposite effect. Yeah. So a huge part, right, yeah. of, you know, developing that skill of self-promotion is testing things and trying to get feedback as well. So asking people, especially those you want looking at your profile, hey, like, how does this land? Does that make sense? Is it confusing? And that can also give you a lot of clarity and help you sort of cut through what might make the most sense on there as well. Absolutely. It's like I heard like a quote, something along the lines of he that tries to catch all rabbits catches none. He that tries to focus on catching one rabbit catches some, you know, it's a bit like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) All right. So speaking on being, uh, speaking on being split focused, um, let's talk about the importance of trimming the fat, Mm -hmm. not just in your career, not just in your business, but also in your life. So I know you talked about recently, like trimming off some of the fat off, maybe some of the subscriptions, maybe in our personal lives, it's maybe having too many subscriptions, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, et cetera. What do we need to trim off from our lives? Talk us through like some of the key decisions you've had to make, like in your business, what have you had to trim, whether it's maybe, it could be certain things, subscriptions, et cetera, to make you, to make you, you as an individual in a business run a bit more streamlined, a bit more focused and have more freedom for yourself. Yeah, I think it actually starts with defining, you know, what success looks like and also even maybe defining what freedom looks like, because that's really going to dictate the type of business that you build, the business model that you have. 
Um, and I think it's so easy for us to sort of look around and be like, oh, that service provider does that. That person, you know, online does that and then try and emulate that. And then you realize like, mm, this doesn't really feel that great because ultimately we're all emotional beings. We're actually constantly seeking these sort of, you know, emotional things like that. That's, that's really what it is at the end of the day. And so when I think about what I'm looking for emotionally, it's typically this feeling of satisfaction. And that comes from, you know, having the space to do the things that I love. And it also comes from, you know, feeling really good about being able to connect with people in a way where I don't feel like I'm getting deflated, right? So I'm constantly seeking opportunities to support people. And at the end of supporting people, I tend to feel more energized. That's how I know it was a good engagement. And those are the types of things that I'm trying to constantly recreate in terms of the things that I do. Mm -hmm. So that probably sounds really kind of meta. So <laughs> let, me, let me break it down, I guess, or yeah. just make it a little bit more tangible. So what that means is, and also because I've been in business for five years, like, so that means I've had the opportunity to experience lots of different things and then come to conclusions about what I want to do more of and what I want to do less of. And so what that looks like in practice is that I've tried to carve out space. And so a lot of being able to trim the fat actually comes from being able to carve out space and actually honor that space and that time that you've carved out in your calendar and your schedule, whatever makes the most sense for you to actually reflect. Um, and this is actually something that I spend a lot of time doing with my clients. Even mm. when I work on, you know, projects within other organizations and larger leadership programs, the number one thing that most leaders are looking for is the opportunity to actually be more conscious, the mm. opportunity to actually reflect more. That's what's missing from a lot of our lives. Mm. And it's only through being able to reflect where you're going to be able to actually sit down and think through like, oh, how did this actually feel? Did I enjoy doing this task? What about this responsibility, you know, really resonated with me? You know, if I don't want to do this anymore, what do I need to do about it, right? So it's really through creating time and honoring that time where you can reflect on what you want to remove, what you want more of, and what you want less of. There's lots of ideas online on how you can do that. I like to use really simple tools and approaches. So I'll do start, stop, and continue, right? And so I've set aside time for that in my calendar to do that every so often. I also do some additional sort of reflection um, monthly where I think through the things I enjoy doing, things I didn't like doing, lessons I learned, what I'd like to do next, right? So it's really about setting aside time to think about what's happening now, what you would like to do better. And then also, of course, spend some time in the past to think about maybe what could change as well. Um, and so I think that's really the first step, getting really clear on what success looks like. And it's through honoring that time and setting that time you know, aside where you can do that. And then as you start doing that over time, it becomes a lot easier for you to think through, okay, what are some of the things that, you know, need to be eliminated or added? And for me, one of the biggest things really has been around what I'm doing with my budget. And so when it comes to trimming the fat, one of the things I tried to do last year was set aside time to really reflect on where is my money going and where is my money coming from? And you know, I've also had the opportunity to be part of, you know, programs where, you know, I got tons of templates. You can find tons of free templates online as well yeah. to help me keep track of that as well. So it's through intentionally identifying that I wanted to really focus on where my money is going and where it's coming from, where I was able to trim things in relation to subscriptions. So I like trimmed, I think, yeah, it was probably over $500 or something like that. It's probably even more in relation to how much I'm spending on software, because I love trying new software. I've tried a lot of things, <laughs> but I realized that a lot of things I was using was costing money, but not necessarily bringing in any return, especially as it relates to my content, because I do like producing content. I do have a podcast, but as it relates to how I actually mm -hmm. make money, it doesn't actually have the biggest impact on whether or not I get mm -hmm. business because most of my business is actually B2B and comes from referrals and relationships in other ways.
definitely my, you know, my podcast and then the content I produce helps to nurture, but not in the same way that maybe some other service providers, you know, get business because maybe their work is a little bit more B2C in terms of how they do things. So every, for everybody, they have different business models. It looks a little bit different. And once again, that should help guide you know, where you spend your time and energy and ultimately where you might trim the fat. Makes sense. So what you're saying is that when you take time to reflect on how you kind of go about your life, your business, your career, everything, um, maybe people did that during Christmas period or maybe during throughout January in 2023 as well in the new year. Um, that then leads to, oh, maybe I need to remove this. Maybe I yes. need to get this. Yes. Maybe I need to but it should this. happen more than just at January, right? It sh- and it also shouldn't happen during your holiday, right? Mm-hmm. There's a difference between rest and actually reflecting with intention, right? So this is this is time that you should probably hopefully have every day to some extent to reflect, right? So it could be, you know, thinking about trimming the fat even day to day, right? Ultimately, it's also a skill, I yeah. think to be able to, to trim the fat, you know, and reflect. And so it could be, you know, reflection on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, and of course, also yearly as well. So reflect and trim the fat should be as often as possible. Exactly. Yeah. And then this can help to create a whole lot of opportunities, time, freedom, resources, wealth for yourself. Yes. And then also better relationships as well, because you can be a lot more intentional about why you're connecting with people. And then when you are connecting with people, you can actually be present. And that's where the dots mm-hmm. start to connect. It's very powerful when you really think about, and this is why I had to bring you into the podcast on person, because I want the audience to take away some of these gems. I really want to really dial down, dial in and really hear what you have to say. Awesome. All right, let's, let's continue. So um, I know you're a leadership um, coach. So let's talk about the true meaning of leadership. So um, I think in the modern day, 